0: Despite all the warnings that uh, BC, Bill C-10 is authoritarian, uh, a threat to our democracy, and that it will crush dissenting opinion not approved by the government of the day, uh, the Trudeau government is about to shove through this bill, which they can hardly explain themselves. And they insist it's not going to affect personal content, but it very much will regulate what you and I post on social media platforms. And they're going to ram this dangerous bill through, thanks to the help of the block and maybe some soft support from the NDP, and barring an election or uh, the block pulling support for this bill, it will become law. And I think a lot of people will probably celebrate this, seeing that it will clean up things on the internet, but the bottom line is it's censorship. And you might be okay with censoring opinions like mine, but today you've got to remember it's mine and tomorrow it will be your voice that is silenced. Michael Geist is a Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law at the University of Ottawa. The professor joins us now. Good to have you.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: So you have been um, dealing for the last few weeks at these Heritage Committee hearings, trying to get clarification on this bill, trying to see some debate on this bill. You were there today. Um, David Lametti, the um, minister, was there today appearing, and, and he was supposed to be able to answer questions on the legality of this particular bill, you know, if the charter is violated in any way. And I get the indication that he wasn't really forthcoming.
1: Yeah, I think it's fair to say that. No, I appeared before the committee yesterday, but was following along closely Uh, today when the justice minister appeared. And, you know, MPs from multiple parties had said that this was one of the key conditions that they felt was needed in order to move forward. And what they had said was they wanted an updated charter statement. So a new charter statement to reflect the changes in the legislation and the implications they would then have for freedom of expression and the minister of justice to come and discuss. And in the end, it turns out they didn't really get either. Um, The minister of justice said that 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 so-called updated charter statement that was talked about in the media a week ago actually isn't an updated charter statement at all. He's describing it instead as a, an explanatory document. He saying it's not a new <laughs> charter statement. And when it came to discussing uh, it or discussing the bill, the minister repeatedly said he was not in a position to discuss uh, elements of the bill
0: at all. Which would then say, I think most Canadians say, well, then you can't pass the bill. I mean, we have to understand the bill in order to make sure that it's, uh, you know, going to stand. Uh, you don't want charter challenges on any bill that is brought forward. But I don't get the sense that the Liberals want clarity on this bill at all. I mean, the, you've seen the Heritage Minister struggle himself to explain it time and time again, but I get the sense that they would like to just have this thing go through under the impression that, uh, don't worry, your personal content's fine, when really it's not.
1: Oh, I don't think there's any doubt that they, that's what they would like to see happen. And, you know, they've they've suggested there you know there's nothing to see here let's move along they've tried to suggest that uh, those that have been critical of the bill which now includes some of the most prominent tech critics in the country uh, are somehow supportive of tech companies and sort of doing their bidding so to speak uh, and they they are looking for support from some of the opposition parties to move it through. I would say that even today, it's quite clear that the other opposition parties, the Conservatives, obviously very critical, but even the Bloc and the NDP, the frustration is palpable. You know, it's clear they they are supportive of the legislation or the goals of the legislation, and I think they the, you get the sense that they too can't quite understand why the government is being as evasive as it is on what are fundamental core questions when it comes to the freedom of expression rights of Canadians.
0: All right. And so will that change block support or are they willing to push this through? And how soon are we talking about this thing getting voted on?
1: That's a great question. You know, at this stage committee still has not completed its clause by clause. And so it's been delayed now for the last week or so as the, as they've gone through this process of reviewing the charter compliance and then some of these additional hearings with the minister and, uh, than experts that I had a chance to participate in yesterday. Um, you know, Presumably, the committee will pick things up, uh, potentially as soon as tomorrow, uh, and then it'll pick up, I think, even more in earnest next week. But there's still a fair amount to review within the committee, and then, of course, after the committee, it's got to go to the full House again for another vote. So, yes, the opposition parties can, if they wanted to, try to push this forward, and the Liberals could decide that they're willing to to join hands with the separatist bloc party and try to move this through. But it's still going to take some time. And then, of course, we know that it also has to have a Senate review. And in the meantime, the longer this goes without answering, I think, some of the core questions, uh, the more Canadians are going to be concerned.
0: Well, and, and as they should, I mean, everyone's very distracted by the fog of COVID. And so that's why I think the Liberals are getting away with as much as they are right now. I mean, they've spent months filibustering almost every procedure that goes before a committee. And, and it sounds like they're doing the same thing with this particular piece of legislation. But if we weren't in COVID, I have no doubt that this would be the number one issue because it goes far beyond just the Conservatives saying this is about freedom of speech. Um, it is fundamental uh, to our, our country.
1: Yeah, no, I think I I would agree with you. I mean, you know, the the notion of regulating what is, at its heart, core expression for millions of Canadians, whether it's through discoverability or not, uh, really, I think, is something that goes well beyond what uh, we would have envisioned as appropriate under Canadian law. In fact, and I've made this point now many times at committee, there is no country anywhere that thinks this is appropriate. And none of this is to say that, that we shouldn't be regulating tech companies or that even we ought to be considering some of these kinds of provisions when it comes to streaming services. But everybody else, the Europeans who are very aggressive, for example, in regulating tech companies, they've clearly sought to distinguish between user-generated content on the one side and streaming services like Netflix on the other. And simply nobody says that they think it is either workable, reasonable, or appropriate to try to bring in the same kinds of regulations for user-generated content as you would use for a streaming service, and in this case, hand it over to a regulator to determine what kind of content essentially gets upvoted in your feed and what gets downvoted.
0: Yeah, and and the Conservatives say, you know, if this gets through, they will repeal it. But the fact that it's even getting as much support as it is and has gone as far as it has without um, greater public debate on it, I find that in itself alarming.
1: Yeah, I, I, there's, I think there's reason to be concerned to be sure. I mean, I think it, it, it is fair to say at this point in time that, you know, that there are enough people concerned with this that if this does pass, it's going to get challenged in the courts and it's going to take a long time to go through the CRTC. And, and I think that, that highlights a real inconsistency with the government who keep insisting that the, that the situation is desperate, that creator groups need the revenues that would come out of this bill there's some debate as to how much that would actually be, but what there is should be at this stage no debate about is that it is going to take years before anybody sees a dime coming out of this legislation because it's going to be tied up in the courts and in the charter and at the CRTC. And so if the government was serious about trying to ensure that there's money for these creator groups as quickly as possible— This is simply the wrong way to do it. A far better approach would be start from scratch and get this legislation right and use tax revenue to uh, ensure that you are supporting creator groups in an appropriate manner.
0: Yeah. And and so it kind of goes back. What is it about this particular bill they want to push through so badly, uh, knowing its flaws and all? Is it just an arrogance, ego thing that they don't want to back down? Or is there something in here that they are somewhat, uh, you know, kind of fixed on to get it passed through? I, I can't figure it out.
1: Yeah, you know, actually, during today's hearing, you had the NDP MP, who has been, Heather McPherson, has been very supportive of this legislation, uh, tell the minister directly that she's spoken to dozens or hundreds of groups and individuals, and everybody, she said, thinks this bill is flawed. Now, it may be flawed, the people she's speaking to, for any number of different reasons, but it's pretty clear that there isn't there are few people other than the minister itself, it seems, that think this is a good piece of work, and, you know, the need to get this right, given how long we're going to be stuck with this legislation really does suggest that, you know, it's time to acknowledge this wasn't their their finest effort. Let's actually find a way to get revenue to the creators faster, and let's ensure that we've got a forward-looking piece of legislation for the future.
0: No kidding, because it could do an awful lot of damage uh, if it's done wrong and pushed through too quickly. Uh, Professor, I appreciate your time on this. Glad you're uh, fighting the good fight.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: That is Professor Michael Geis joining us here, and he is the one fighting the good fight on this. And uh, I would pretty much say the reason Canadians are at least talking about this, because it really has been buried under the COVID fog. Nonetheless, we will keep it on the radar.